0: Hello, welcome to Podcasting's Praxis, my name is David, I'm here today with Alistair.
1: Hi, I'm Alistair, I'm also here, um, back for the most important topic that we're probably going to cover on this podcast this week, uh, anti-Semitism.
0: We've got Ben.
2: Hello, I'm here and only slightly on my deathbed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> feeling marginally better yeah and elijah hi uh, i'm here i'm uh phoning in from aberdeen
3: uh nice and cold so feeling spicy
0: brilliant and we've got our first proper guest that we've had yet um so big welcome to nate from trash future and hell of a way to die
4: hello thank you for having me i think you're supposed to say that anytime you guest on any podcast but if it's true podcast the sound isn't balanced at all and so the guest is really fucking loud and everybody else is really quiet
0: (laughs) um yeah so as alistair said we are going to be covering a a thorny issue today um some have recommended that we probably shouldn't touch it um
1: yeah fuck those people though
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's a very important issue. Every time I get a pint of Guinness with the head that's slightly too big, I know for a fact the bartender's an anti-Semite. Couldn't be any other reason.
1: (laughs) It feels like we're on that sort of wavelength lately, doesn't it?
2: It does, yeah.
1: I mean... (laughs) Mispronouncing or pronouncing properly depending on who you ask. Epstein. Don't spoil it, don't
0: spoil it, we'll get to it. Don't spoil it. Um, Yeah, so... Full disclosure, I'm not Jewish. Alistair, you're not Jewish either. Like neither of us As, are at all Jewish.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping up the uh, representation of um the southern white cis man uh yep. to prevent the most the worst form of racism, which is anti white racism, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the I, one true crime.
2: Yeah. I thought <laughs> one might be interesting or at the very least funny, which really is what we aim for around here. Um is just ask David and Alistair right off the bat, sort of, what they know about Judaism or Jewish history or, you know, any any sort of information yes. around that general area that was not learned since the Labour anti-Semitism thing started.
1: Uh, well,
0: uh <laughs> I it my mind
2: back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um... <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the that's the weird thing. I mean, um, being as I'm from like suburban Essex, uh, it's pretty much the only sort of like Jew- Judaism was always this sort of thing, sort of mixed in with like Hinduism. It's sort of like I know they're out there, but I don't really know any. Of them. I knew I knew one family when I was at senior school that was Jewish, and that was it. It was one girl in my class and like her sister and family and stuff, and it never really sort of registered as a sort of a you know like a, a a person's lived experience it's just like this girl's jewish that's it that was the sort of end of it that's sort of the extent of all i knew about it apart from the very obvious sort of um you know the holocaust and world war ii and um the lead up to the, all that, that which was literally what pretty much all that was really taught at school plus some um some of the you know uh, jewish religious practices in sort of re which is pretty much it really
0: yeah, RE was really just an excuse to make substitute teachers cry, um, as far as I can remember. <laughs> yeah. That was that Let was all, all that ever fucking was. Yeah. <laughs> um I my exposure's been like probably no. like um really I, I have not learned anything from like Jew- I don't have any, I don't have any uh like Jewish friends outside of the podcast and uh, they be collective. I, I don't have any real exposure to that community. Like just, it's it's half remembered things from RE. Yeah, just like yeah, oh, so that's that's all much. it really is.
1: Yeah. I mean, to oh. be
2: fair, I think that that's fairly standard of yeah, the vast yeah, majority absolutely. of the population.
3: Can um, I like, uh, for example, do you remember when the when the story about the mural dropped, the infamous Corbin mural?
1: Mm-hmm, um, yeah. <laughs> how could we not?
3: If you. When you saw the mural, did you instinctively react to anything uh, p- potentially Jewish-related or potentially anti-Semitic? Did you have any kind of
0: exposure that gave you a- an instinctive reaction about it? When it? was When it was pointed out? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, I could see how it could be interpreted that way, but on first glance, like, didn't even register in that way to me, like, I, j- I just thought, no, now, not, nothing like that. It never even in my mind that it was anti-Semitic at first. Yeah.
1: Now, the, I, say, you know, I was just going to say, like um, when I first saw it, I did sort of think it looked like um, you know the um, not New World Order, but that kind of yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of vein, like which uh, I suppose at the time I didn't. I mean, pretty much everything that I now know about, uh, you know. Uh, jewish people and anti-semitism is pretty much i've learned since 2015 really but at the time when that mural came to the uh, came to the fore it was kind of like i suppose it looks kind of like conspiracy theory nonsense which i didn't directly link at the time with anti-semitism as a you know this yeah these two things are directly correlated which i now know differently Mm. to be
4: fair
2: there's a lot of sort of interchange between Mm. weirdo New World Order conspiracy theories yeah. and anti-Semitism. Mm. You
0: know, well, what, what, was, what were, what were like, your takes on it then?
3: Well, like, that's the thing because when fun. I saw the mural the first thing I noticed was the noses which seemed a little
4: bit big. Um. <laughs> 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 to be fair, yeah, I noticed that as well. Also, uh, to me it looked a lot like your, what you're describing, the kind of garden variety crank uh, New World yeah. Order, uh, Illuminati kind of stuff. Yeah, which, that's the one. Illuminati. W- which was, I'm, I'm being from the US, you, you see some of that stuff kicked around, particularly online. And yeah, it's it's. I mean, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't super obvious, but I mean, there were definitely once you look at that particular portion, it was like ah, uh, slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that
3: that yeah. that was the second thing I noticed because it put me in
4: mind of David Dee's. Oh quickly. shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys all know David D's, but I. No, it yeah. never him. No, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god, David D's is this internet cart. Like he, oh, you could describe it as political cartoonist, but really it's like Photoshop. And he's, he's a complete crank conspiracy theorist guy, and he's really, really into w- what you would describe as sort of like. Uh, not protocols of the elders of zion anti-semitism but the idea that the israelis control the world and that <laughs> yeah. the israelis are like poisoning people's brains by with fluoridated water <laughs> and making them take medicine and stuff and that, and that technology is secretly controlling your mind and and his his photoshops <laughs> are like his photoshops are, are both skillful and completely insane <laughs> like cuz <'cause>, like <laughs> like one Expert where literally crossed. like 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 Uh, George W. Bush is the co pilot of an F F 16 being flown. The pilot is Benjamin Netanyahu. It has stars of David all over it. It's dropping bombs on like children screaming. The other pilots of the planes that have stars of David on them are jackals. Like, look, it's D E E S. If you look some of this stuff up, it's fucking bananas yeah you've definitely
3: seen you've definitely seen some of this before you know the, the the screaming baby and a devil obama injecting him with vaccinations that are full yeah, of yeah, you know yeah 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 jewish toxins and shit it's it's yeah
1: Foxy. oh yeah. yeah oh okay yeah now that I look up, like um i i definitely feel like i've seen this genre before
4: yeah i mean but this stuff is like i remember this because wow. i was on the, i was on the essay forums years ago like like when i was a so, so uh, your audience may not know this tf's audience all know this basically I was in the Army uh, a long time ago, and so I remember being on the forums a lot when I was like, you know I had just gotten to Alaska and I, to my first unit I didn't know anybody, so this would have been like two thousand and eight and I remember seeing david D stuff getting mocked, but like that was like it at its uh, at its height. It was a weird strain of internet crazy that does still exist, but you know by like pre alex jones pre mm. fucking mm. um uh, like like Infowars, pr- like pre Facebook, even really. I mean, you know, like pre Facebook being open to anybody besides college students. This stuff was like circulating around on blogs and pages and things like that.
3: Forward, mm. forward, 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 forward. Really makes you think.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I oh yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: I just looked up some of his cartoons, and I spent most of yesterday in bed in some sort of fever induced nightmare. And I'm pretty sure those showed up there. It's just... There's one of, like, Netanyahu dressed as the Easter Bunny with Donald Trump on his lap with an Easter egg basket that says Greater Israel and Donald Trump's doing the OK sign and just...
4: Oh my
1: God, I'm sorry, but I've just seen the Pizzagate Exposed one. There's a big pizza behind the White House with a bunch of uh, Stars of David on it. I'm fucking losing my mind at this. David yeah, it, E's it, it
3: is, is worth an entire episode himself. Oh you know, his, his his living in Sweden, being convinced that he's being stalked by the CIA because his boots were moved when he woke up. <laughs> you know, just... He's...
4: <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, he's full-on crank insane. And yeah, I mean, the thing about it is is that uh, that stuff is out there, and there are people who believe that. And oh, while the yeah. mural, I wouldn't necessarily say is the same, there's definitely some overlap. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I remember this too because uh, I lived in Atlanta for near Atlanta for a while, and you'd see some of this stuff too with um, a lot of what you, I mean, and I, without going too far into the genre because I'm not like the person to speak on it. If you ever have heard of what you might call like, like five percenters, like the like hotep stuff, like it's a lot of kind of back to Africa stuff. That's mm-hmm. very, very, like there's a there's an undercurrent of it in like self-published books or small press books that are <laughs> primarily intended for, written written by black people for a black audience and uh-huh. you'll see some like how the Illuminati control the world books and things like that and that stuff that's kind of what it reminded me of I remember you know buying mixtape CDs or, or counterfeit CDs from a guy at a gas station in Atlanta and he was reading a book that had that kind of like pyramid with an eye you know Mm -hmm. illuminati shit all over it and like it was just very obviously (laughs) but it was very obviously like a book a book that was you know published by like a like a cheap as dirt amazon press kind of thing you know what i mean and so
3: the guy who really wants you to listen to immortal technique (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> oh, but, oh, no 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 because the guy who really wants you to listen to Moral technique is white like let's be fucking oh, honest oh, yeah I, oh, yeah sure <laughs>
2: yeah i can't believe you bought cds from ben garrison that's, that's wild.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, that guy was weirded out that this white dude who looked like a fucking like you know who was clean cut looking like pete Buttigieg, was buying lebron flock of james <laughs> four but i mean that was the music i was into back then so and it's still kind of am so i mean like whatever
3: <laughs> i mean yeah it's 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 this problem thing where there are definitely these sort of associations that you make and you have to talk about tropes and, Mm. you know, implications and connotations and things that you've seen before. And where is this art style borrowing from? What's the likely sequence of influence that's led to this point? Um, But but that's also why it's so hard to actually pin down a definition of anti-Semitism that works and that is um, wieldy. In any I mean, effective sense.
1: You can you could I mean like trying to define anything to the exclusion of everything that doesn't fit into that category is difficult on its own. You know, like define all things that are a chair without anything else. You know, it's basically impossible, really.
2: I had when I was in university, I had a philosophy professor and literally one of his like things was he would try to make you come up with definition for something and then come back the next day or lecture or whatever with something that is
1: oh, included glad. in yours
2: but shouldn't be or the other way around just to yeah. completely fuck with your like definition of you know he started <laughs> out he started off with things like good or moral and then moved his way up to like plants and shit like that just just to annoy <laughs> students
1: mm. <laughs> Getting I, controlled by your lecturer. Yeah. awesome
3: so you've got this mural that that has certain elements that are potentially evocative to someone who has been exposed to a you know a a certain collection of visuals and a certain collection of symbols and semiotics that are used to message anti-Semitic content in a a way, Um, but it's not enough to (laughs) launch an entire smear campaign against an anti-racist politician.
4: Well, no, and I, I, but I also think that I think that one of the problems that I've encountered with this, with explaining it, and I mean, uh, we, we haven't quite gotten around the table with dividing ourselves into, into Jewish or Gentile, but I, I kind of straddle the line because my, my mother's family is Jewish, but I didn't grow up practicing. My dad's family is the American version of the Church of England, Episcopalian. Um, And I was raised more or less with both at first and then neither later on. Mm -hmm. But when I was a kid living in New Mexico, because my dad was in the army and so we moved around a lot. And in New Mexico, one of my best friend's dad was actually a rabbi. And my mom had not been, basically her family background was, uh, her mother had uh, become evangelical in America. Her her family's from England and her mother got married at 16, uh, moved to America with her US Air Force husband Um, and so my mom had never really practiced either that much and um, so getting a chance to spend time with you know actually do go to like you know to to service uh, or to spend time with my friends my friend's dad going to like for Rosh Hashanah or for Pesach or for Yom Kippur things like that uh, that was the most exposure I had to it and then later on down the road um, when I got out of the army and I lived in Brooklyn I was living in Crown Heights which is the world headquarters of the what's called Chabad or like the Lubavitcher movement which is very much a It's a Hasidic movement, but it's it's also they do a ton of outreach trying to educate about Judaism and specifically trying to, in a way, proselytize to Jews who aren't observant. And get mm-hmm. Jewish Jewish people to be more observant, and so you'll constantly be invited if you if you even remotely look Jewish, people will come up to you and ask <laughs> you on the street if you're Jewish, and then they'll ask you to put on tefillin and pray, or to come to to dinner, or come to Shabbat service, or things like that. And so, me always having wanted to like know more about it and not really having practiced much growing up, I I started going to things and you know met some people and, and got to know. It. But I got kind of weirded out by some of the very hostile takes towards other Jewish people that they didn't think counted, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Gaki and that kind thing. of... Tr- yeah, like my one of my closest friends, they're... The their mother, uh, the, the, I worked with a woman and she converted, she and her husband, um, they have two kids, they go to, to to shul, they're reformed, their kids go to Hebrew school, their their eldest son just had his bar mitzvah, but you know, in, in passing, discussing like an experience with these people, you know, having spent time with them and gone to their temple, you know, one of my friends at the time I was speaking to who was Hasidic was just like, look, I know this is going to sound strange, but they, you know, you got to understand they're not Jewish. And he's <laughs> like, unless they convert to Orthodox, like, no. con- to Orthodox oh. Judaism, they don't count. And it's like, I was like, this is kind of insane because, I mean, like, I can get down a lot more with the stuff that that they that goes on and the way that it's presented in their shul where, like, it's fine for, you know, gay couples to come. It's fine for they have a woman rabbi versus the stuff which is very, very, very strict and old world and completely mm-hmm. gender segregated. And so that kind of turned me off to it. But, like, I spent enough time around it to, like, start educating myself and learning more about it, to, you know, learn how to read Hebrew at least and things along those lines. And so... For me, it was weird because I feel like when I look at some of the stuff in Britain, I think if I had never, if I had my exposure to Judaism had stopped when I was, you know, say eleven when I left New Mexico, I probably wouldn't have been able to recognize a lot of these tropes myself. But like when you once once you've been exposed to it more, you start to realize like, okay, these are the things that you know they'll just stuff will come up, or you'll read about things in the news, or you'll hear these things, or these scandals and such will come through, or people have been accused of stuff, and you come to realize like, oh, okay, this is a thing that happens a lot. Like people get you know like the the saying that like the, the the jews run the world or that like the illuminati stuff or like the weird conspiracy theory things like you start to get if you've been exposed to that you 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 learn to recognize it but I also think a lot of it depends on how much, like you were describing, uh, Alistair, how much exposure you have to it, how many Jewish people you know. I mean, if you don't yeah. know them, if you don't know anybody, you may not realize that some of this stuff, even just like something that's like what you might think a, a, a random British person might think is like a benign thing, like just sort of assuming a, a, a direct link between Jewish people and the state of Israel, like yeah. not realizing how contentious that would be. So well, in a I, way, go ahead, sorry. I
1: was just going to say, like um, this this girl and her family that i knew while i was at school i have literally no idea how much anti-semitic behavior any of them suffered so it's still it's still so completely alien to um you know most uh you know white english people uh, and i suppose uh, british people in general it's so hard to um, have to regear. I mean, again, like uh, everything that I've learned really about, you know, you know, full-on anti-Semitism in the 21st century has been in the wake of um, all the allegations against you know the Labour Party. And you go, and you can then see this shit. Yeah, is absolutely anti-Semitic, but no one has ever thought to tell anyone uh, in that isn't Jewish already. I guess that doesn't suffer from. Uh, being victimized because of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And,
4: and, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, it's,
3: it's just a, about experiencing anti-Semitism. This is something that maybe will resonate with some of you. I grew up in a very Catholic um, community in the south of Switzerland, Italian-speaking, very Catholic. I didn't know, I don't think any other Jews there. There was no community. There was no synagogue. There was no temple. There was no opportunity to really actually interact with the Jewish community in any way, shape or form. And for the purposes of integration, I guess, and because there wasn't really any options, uh, the, the Jewish aspect of my family f- on my mother's side pretty much didn't play an active role at all. And I did have, I did experience like at the odd Holocaust joke at school, you know, here and there. There was anti-Semitism in my life, but it was very easy for me to just shrug it off without feeling any sort of trauma or uh, being victimized or feeling like I was being attacked in any way. And part of this is because I was also acutely aware of the fact that in the community I was in, um, people who were black, who were refugees, or who were um, uh, in that particular area uh, from the Balkans, there were a lot of Balkan refugees from former Yugoslavia, um, who experienced very visceral and much more immediately dangerous forms of discrimination. And I've always felt like I look really fucking white. I mean, I've got a slight, you know, nose is a bit large. I've got dark brown hair, you know, thick, curly, whatever. Um, But nothing about me is, is, is gonna get me targeted. I'm also six foot six, so it's. You know, it's I've it's never, started.
4: I've only ever experienced it in a little bit in middle school, a little bit in the army, in like a passive way. of People saying stuff, not realizing my background, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I've, I've found that there's only two groups of people who can typically tell when they look at me because yeah, redhead, redhead guy with a beard uh, is it's either uh, other Jews and Nazis, And yeah. that's basically <laughs> it. And my, I mean, my 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 wife lived in Switzerland genders. for a while, and she made the point about that too, about the extent to which. Uh, refugees black immigrants balkan people are, are victimized in switzerland And so when you mentioned living you know, growing up in the italian part of switzerland that was the first thing i thought i was like wow mm-hmm. that's a, a place that's so hostile to minority religions they did, they want to <laughs> ban minarets like they, they just <laughs> like it's 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 such an insane thing and so yeah i mean that's 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 my thought too is that i don't know what it's like if you know like a friend of mine his father's jewish his mother is christian he was raised non-religious at all he doesn't identify as jewish but he gets lots of anti-semitism online because of his last name mm-hmm. like just having the last name that ends in stein he's constantly getting hit with nazi shit and he's just like anybody who's trying to say oh like anti-semitism isn't a problem he's like you don't realize how common it is i mean i, I know <laughs> another, i know another guy he's, a, he's, an, he's an american his he's, he's the writer adam weinstein he uh his father's he, his father's Surname is typically would be associated with being Jewish, but he's Episcopalian. But nonstop, even to the point where, like, right wing, like, Charlie Kirk style people are like, oh, look at this. Imagine this guy with the last name Weinstein thinking he knows anything about what it's like to be a true American. And He's like, uh, <laughs> Christ. What? Well, like I mean, yeah, when but- you so- said
2: that. When you said that, I confused <laughs> in my head Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro, and I was like, "But he's fucking
4: Jewish. What is he on about?" Because yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. It was either Charlie Kirk or Jack Posobiec who said that, and it's just like, <laughs> "Jesus." I mean, like, are you for real? But I mean, that's that. I think that's the thing is that if you don't grow up to any, with any proximity to it and you don't know people who have experienced it, it's very difficult to know. And and that's the thing is that. I mean, without derailing your your episode plan, I would just say, like, I think the big purpose of anti-racist and and you know anti-racist education is is not to to, to tell everybody they're racist and condemn them for being <laughs> racist. It's just to say, look, we're all we're all prone to saying things that we don't realize are offensive if we don't know. And the point is to educate people so you can understand why you might have transgressed and learn to be better. Like, I don't care if, like, in a way, I can't I can't stop people from having racist beliefs but what i can say is i won't tolerate racist statements or racist actions if that makes Mm. sense and i feel the same way about anti-semitism i i don't know deep down if people think that i'm actually going to like poison their well for some reason if they even drink from a well which is fucking weird mm. but what i do know (laughs) is like i can at least point them and say look what you said or done is is is, is anti-semitic and you should be aware of that
2: i mean it's one of two things isn't it either they go oh shit my bad in which case excellent (laughs) or or they they do the other
4: thing or they they link you to a video of the idf abusing palestinians or something and be like no you need to fight the real enemy and you're like wait what i (laughs) I was just saying to just telling you to not make associations between the state of israel and jewish mps and the labor party could you just do do that please (laughs) (laughs) literally has happened to me numerous times oh yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah. (laughs) i got called a self-hating jew for for saying that you know, the, the Rothschild conspiracy is, is part of an anti-Semitic trope and narrative. But oh part God. of it for me is is that I feel sometimes a little bit silly for maybe, you know, being uh, explicit about anti-Semitism because I know that me personally, I'm in, I'm in far less danger of uh, any kind of bigoted abuse than someone who is black or when I was in Switzerland, someone who was Yugoslavian or Balkan or, or Muslim. But that's not to necessarily minimise it, but more that to point out that it all comes from the same place, and the fact that it's not an immediate danger to myself right now doesn't mean that it won't be once they've dealt with everyone else.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the same way. My, my wife, my wife is black, and you know, she's way more risk living and working in the United Kingdom from just your garden variety pub racist than anything that I'll ever experience
1: it's uh, my my uh, my partner is um mixed heritage her so her dad's from um, the dominican republic and she's got a younger brother he's about 10 years younger so um her brother's 18 she's 28 so my girlfriend passes for a white person and pretty much doesn't experience much if any racism her brother on the other hand um is a darker shade than her and has, uh, for example, um, someone on Instagram uh, tried to report him the, to the police for being a terrorist? Uh, oh God. Never, God. Mind, never mind the fact that, <laughs> well, not, not that um, racism is internally logically consistent, but uh, it is <laughs> staggering, you know?
4: Yeah, I mean, the first time my, my wife got called the N-word, she was six. Uh, and, and, oh, and the Jesus woman, the woman wasn't using it as like a slur in the sense that she wasn't trying to like offend. She just was like she had asked my wife's mother, who is also pretty light skinned, about what she did to get a tan. And oh. then when my my, my <laughs> wife's sister, who's way darker than she is, said, hey, mom, are we ready to go? And she looked, the woman looked over and saw her sister and then looked back at her and said, oh, I don't, didn't realize y'all were the N-word. Jesus. And that was probably in 1986. So like yeah. – it's not that long ago you know mm-hmm. i mean my parents my, my mom and dad when they were they were both military dependents growing up in america uh in the south when their parents were assigned to military bases they both attended segregated schools you know my parents my mom just retired so like she's not that old so <laughs> when you think about how recent some of this stuff is like it's mm-hmm. to me i feel like that's why the point here is to is to look at it from the perspective of overall educating people and not saying not not ignoring things and, and trying to rank racism or rank abuse but rather just say like people are, people have to be educated, and you can't favor attacking one over the other and combating one over the other because the same kind of person who's going to unrepentantly use anti-Semitic language is also going to have, you know, might have some great replacement theory bullshit in their mind as well, <laughs> mm-hmm. or just not like black people and, and decide they think they're all criminals or something like that. You know, it's 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 a topic that it's it's so challenging. It feels sometimes to talk about people talk about this with people and get uh to an understanding because there's so much defensiveness and i would say that's the thing that i think has driven me the most crazy with the the whole uh, the arguments and the 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 scandal about anti-semitism and labor is that i'm not trying to 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 get jeremy Corbyn to quit i just want people to realize that they may not they may not understand that something they've said is is playing into a trope but that doesn't mean it's not true in the sense that that doesn't mean it's not a trope rather there's a whole thing
2: yeah i mean there's a whole thing and like in my experience, at least, where people—if you point out anti-Semitism, so a lot of people, mostly white people, let's be honest here, um don't consider it real racism to some extent. No. They're like, "Oh, you're just being—you're being oversensitive," you know? Uh, yeah. Like, what when, when has anti-Semitism ever hurt anybody recently? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, my, my wife my wife told me the story about trying to argue with her ex boyfriend who is Swiss about the fact that like there's maybe 60,000 or 80,000 black people in Switzerland, but they make up something like 60 or 70% of the prison population, and he, his argument was like, wow. damn, there's so many, Dan didn't realize so black people were such criminals, she's like, no, <laughs> the point here is the justice system victimizes them, <laughs> you know, and his, his argument was like, yeah, but our justice system is fair, we offer halal meals to prisoners, she's like, that's <laughs> not the fucking point. The
3: Swiss <laughs> are awful, I will say that, as a, as a Swiss national, the Swiss fucking suck. It's, it's also in part because a lot of the black population are refugees and refugees are not allowed to work in the same way and get, you know, have income in the same way as everyone else. So Mm -hmm. if you're, if, if you're stuck for money and you're relying on whatever the refugee, you know, fund is, there's not many other ways you can legally acquire money if you're not allowed to legally fucking
0: work. Normal policies. I want to go back
2: to two points. Sorry, just, just very quickly. One, the Judar is fucking crazy. (laughs) <laughs> I was I was walking down the street in some mid-sized city in Vietnam, right? And there's a few white people around. I, I'm white passing. Just walking down the street and this Chabad dude just points at me from across the street and goes, <laughs> do you want to come to dinner tonight? <laughs> and I was fucking blown
4: away. I-, I was on a run one time. I was literally running for exercise down Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn and two times got chased by like teenage kids who were uh who were Hasidic asking me if I was Jewish because they were trying basically like I want to say it was it was during Sukkot and they were trying to either get me to uh to come to dinner or to put on tefillin I can't remember but like it was it was just like I was like I'm running right now. Like I appreciate the offer, but I've got other things to do. I do have other things going on in my life right now. And I start to feel really bad because you because you, you talk to people who are born and raised, observe it, but are, like can't be fucked. And like their, their response will just be like, "No, I'm not doing." Like, I feel bad saying that, but then also it's like, "No, I don't that. want to put on phylacteries right now. I have a job." <laughs> oh, you <laughs> got you got
1: you got to earn it first. <laughs> there's a whole thing in Israel
2: where they'll they will, they'll just camp out on the street and ask you to do it because like, <laughs> 90%, 95% of people they come across are obviously Jewish and every single friend I had in high school when when they were asked to do something like that um, would bust out the very little Arabic that they know from like <laughs> middle school <laughs> and those guys would just shrink away
1: instantly <laughs> As... i think i think the most incredible thing though is when you get um people in the media trying to um say things to you know about uh labor and jeremy corbyn that the reason why they're anti-semitic is because they're trying to tax rich people and as we all know
4: <laughs> oh, God. as we all know that's my favorite
1: everyone every, everyone who is rich is jewish apparently that's I mean, Yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen that in, deployed here and in the U.S. before, where people will say that that fundamentally anti-capitalism is anti-Semitism, and it's just like you do realize what you're saying, right? You do realize <laughs> that you're you're literally saying that capitalism is in, in, in thus in your definition the same as Judaism or inextricably linked to Judaism, which is I, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs>
2: like- I mean, really, the best part about that is that the only reason that banking is associated with Jews was because it was considered such a lowly, dirty, unworthy profession, you know, a couple hundred years ago. And so they let the Jews do that because nobody liked the Jews.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to me because, you know, my my mother's family is from Norwich. And, you know, looking into some of the background uh, for her family, discovered that, you know, Norwich, like I want to say prior to the Norman invasion or immediately after the Norman invasion had like its first pogrom, uh, based on like a blood libel that you know they said that some 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 child had been murdered and that he had been he had been uh, you know tortured by the Jews or something and that was their excuse to to basically banish the Jewish community from Norwich. So this would have been in like the 11th century, mm-hmm. and it's like y- you hear about that was the, the 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 Jewish community in York was was purged as well. I want to say in the 11th or 12th century as well. It's just you you yeah. you can basically in any part of England or any part of of, of the British Isles that ever had a Jewish population. You can find some story like that. Um, and it's, so it's just it's just so strange to me when I think about the extent to which people want to home in on the Labour Party when it's just like, you can't fucking stoop down to tie your shoes in this country without encountering some form of anti-Semitism because it's just so ingrained. And whether or not it's, it's not like Rothschild's conspiracy level kind of stuff, it's just reflexive things that people probably don't realize.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the... the excuse me. I think a lot of the examples like the whole Zionism versus anti-Semitism thing um, and the way that that gets confused the way that this crops up more often than not is when someone is making an accusation about someone else doing something anti-Semitic and then they just decide that actually I can conflate Jews with Israel and that's fine like it's a cell phone almost every single time was it, was it Toby Young did one not long ago
4: I mean um, <laughs> a list. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the pundit, um, James Ball did it Uh, I I remember this happening because uh, Danny Finkelstein uh, wrote a column in the Times saying that he preferred hard Brexit to a Corbyn government and his he basically said that that the economic shock of hard Brexit would be better than the economic shock and the economic mismanagement of the Marxist Jeremy Corbyn Uh, I'm paraphrasing but there was there was no mention uh, of anti-semitism he didn't even allude to it he specifically said on economic grounds he'd rather have hard Mm -hmm. Brexit than than Corbyn Um, and Aditya Chakraborty from The Guardian made the comment that, you know, Danny Finkelstein is basically speaking from a position of somebody with an economic stake in, uh, you know, the current system who says, Mm -hmm. I'd rather have, you know, basically a Great Depression than any kind of redistributive economics. And James Ball tried to say that was anti Semitic. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, no. I remember that. <laughs> and I was just like, hold up, hold up, hold up here. It's like, you're, you're, you're saying, like, I get it if, if this column addressed anti Semitism and you were saying that this, this, but it's like, but what you're basically saying is that, he, he, that opposing his economic argument is somehow anti Semitic because Danny Finkelstein is Jewish. And it's just like, you do realize what you're saying there, right? But of course, cricket's because it's James Ball, the, 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 the data wonk, and not somebody in the Labor Party. And I don't want to say, like, oh, there's always a double standard, but I think a lot of British pundits get a huge pass on the shit Mm. they say, so long as it's in opposition to the Labour Party. Oh, absolutely. The the theme of the episode
2: is 100%. The right uses anti-Semitism as a stick to beat the left while mm-hmm. very 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 clearly not giving a shit about anti-semitism when they do it which is far far more frequent absolutely like, I mean, just
1: yeah. look at the fucking statue that they put up the other day <laughs> i mean yeah. the, Ju- the, uh, the jewish chronicle um actually covered this but they take a surprisingly passive voice throughout the entire article i won't read it out but um i'll just quickly read the very first paragraph um uh so it's titled who was nancy astor the first woman uh to take a seat in parliament uh was also branded vicious anti-Semite. So the first paragraph is, a row has broken out after Theresa May unveiled a statue of the first woman to take her seat in Parliament, who was also, quotation marks, virulently anti-Semitic and accused of sympathising with the Nazis. No, no, con- and, and throughout this, uh, it's quite a short article, but there, there is no condemnation, explicit condemnation of this statue. It's purely like, this is all the horrible shit she did. Um, here's yeah, some uh, quotes from.
3: Yeah, the word "accused" doing a lot of heavy lifting there.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> as if we don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe she was. Maybe uh, some people have said. You can't libel uh, the dead. Just <laughs> fucking go for <gopher> broke <laughs> on it. Why not? Is there? It's an anti
2: Semite. Just well really. because sure. because the Tories unveiled the statue and were very proud of it. And the article also I've read as well. In nowhere in the article does it condemn. The statue being put up it's just nope. oh the tories put up a statue boris johnson was also there also the lady was the first <laughs> female mp who took her seat also kind of an anti-semite thought hitler, hitler was right but you know I mean, I mean was it
4: different the spectator for different folks
3: what was it the spectator or the telegraph that, that had that whole hit piece about george soros pulling the strings and trying to undermine was it
4: oh,
2: s-
3: yes, something brexit cool. or some some bullshit but like it, it, it happens all the time they just don't give a fucking shit at all
1: yeah, I'm... god and you like, um, former labor riot types who uh, say ah John Lansman the shadowy puppeteer behind God yeah he's Jewish labor it? it's like it's like two or three uh, it's like two of the three three, or three, three of the three,
4: three of the four founders yeah. of momentum are Jewish and the fourth who's Christian is married to a Jewish person <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable.
4: Which, I mean, to be fair, that's not that's not cover if they were actually doing something antisemitically. Like, there's no reason to say, oh... Because, I mean, you do get that periodically where people will try to be like, oh, well, what I said can't yeah, be yeah. antisemitic because I've retweeted, I don't know, Noam Chomsky or, or, <laughs> uh, or, or, or you know, or something along those lines. Bulletproof. Um, <laughs> oh, of, cor- of I course.
2: I guarantee you that the Jewish figure that they would have retweeted is not Noam Chomsky if that's the line they were going for.
4: I mean, what's a... Uh, Ben, Ben, I'm not sure um, if you're if you're Israeli, but like the whole Gideon Levy thing in that recent article in Haaretz. Yeah, my God, and I feel like I was just like, oh wow, this is going to do way more harm than good. Just I mean, seeing I, that I, article, I was just like, oh, I, I fuck genuinely
2: me. don't know which article you're refer, referring to because there's been this has this has happened with every single article he's written. He,
4: he, <laughs> um, it's the one called "The Contract on Corbyn," where he basically says, oh, I mean, yeah. and it's your garden variety Israeli with incredibly dismissive view of diaspora Jews, saying, "Oh well, the, the British Jewish community claims that you know half of them are, will claim that they'd be willing to flee the country if Corbyn becomes PM. He says, Let them flee; they'll come to Israel and they'll see what you know all the problems we.'" have etc but like it, there's there's an extent to which it's basically portrayed as all of the accusations are smears there is no truth to any argument about uh, anti-semitism in the labor party and if british Jew- jews want to flee then fine that's fine with me and it's like for one that's insane for another just because gideon levy said it doesn't mean you can you, as in yeah. British Gentile, and so when I saw that and I read that piece, I was like, "Oh my God!" The absolute worst people are going to be fucking sharing this and being like, "See, see, we were right all along." Reinstate yeah. Chris Williamson, and it's just like, <laughs> "Fucking." Well, out. my
2: my background is I'm I was born and I grew up in Israel up until I was about twenty two. Oh, wow! Uh, I served in the IDF in a combat unit uh, in the West Bank. Um, and then I moved to the UK. Um, After I moved to the UK, I sort of kept in touch a bit with the Jewish community here through a bunch of stuff that I did, but but no religious stuff or anything like that, Um, mostly by accident, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, But yeah, so my insight into the whole thing is not one that you get a lot, because despite my background, I am pro-Palestine. Mm-hmm. and that's just not a demographic that's heavily represented <laughs> anywhere no. and especially in the UK so it's yeah, a bit sure. you know uh yeah. weird and we're to bring this up we found <laughs> it we
3: found the unicorn we found the pro palestinian IDF guy
4: but that's the thing though isn't it i mean because there's so many there's so many more anti-occupation uh jews in america or israelis uh in america who are anti-occupation or at least critical of the israeli government mm -hmm. uh i've encountered that more i mean i when i i did i got offered an rotc scholarship when i was 19 and i accepted it and so i i went through the reserve officer training corps program at indiana university and uh you know, I graduated from that and became an infantry officer in the army, and then served in the army for seven years. And I remember being—I took Arabic for three of the four years I was in school. Mm-hmm. And one of my good friends in my Arabic class was uh, was a dual citizen, Israeli-American citizen, who had uh, been a medic in uh, an IDF unit, um, had mm-hmm. served in the West Bank, huh. and then you know was—he wasn't like explicitly anti-anti-Zionist or anti-occupation, but he was very, very like cool with. Palestinian people in general like was interested in Arabic and was interested in knowing more about it you know like it seemed like that experience had made him kind of opened him up to stuff more which I mean to be fair I was the same way I went to Afghanistan and like I I wish I had more of an opportunity to speak Pashto and be around more Afghan people because I found it really fascinating but it's one of those things where that voice is while rare it's more common in my experience in the US and I mean like you'll see more traction with people who at least know and have encountered people involved with like breaking the silence in, uh, which I don't know if the rest of you guys are familiar with, but it's an, it's a a anti-occupation group founded by and staffed by uh, IDF veterans. Oh, cool.
2: Interesting. I didn't know that existed.
4: And things like like that, that's just more common.
2: The reason I brought this up is because there's a definite and very clear divide that needs to happen between, sort of what is anti-semitic and what is sort of i don't want to say anti-zionism because even within the sort of pro-palestine um sort of sphere i guess you've got you know the there's definitely people who are anti-zionist and use that as a cover of anti-semitism mm-hmm. uh, but there's, mm-hmm. and there's people who think that um the state of israel shouldn't exist because to be fair 1948 was essentially uh, uh, a mild genocide if you mm-hmm. want to put it that way yeah, yeah. um of the, of the palestinian people and
1: mild genocide at
2: yeah a you know j- just <laughs> there was a little, a little a
4: little a, a little light ethnic cleansing that took place yeah, and yeah. yes <laughs> um, well, bit. And, well, and, so. and
2: the issue is that essentially you've got that and then you've got and people use that to mean right so israel shouldn't exist at all and to be fair, up until like a few a good few years ago, I was one of those people. I was like, well, you know, what what, what right do we have to just come over here and say, oh, we lived here two thousand years ago, fuck off all you mm-hmm. people who've lived here since then. Um, I mean there's
3: there's there's and, certainly and a, a bit lot of, of conversation to Sorry.
2: Yeah. Well, huh? well I mean the point is that there's there's people who take that to mean the state of Israel shouldn't exist and at all. And a and people a lot of Jews consider the state of Israel a necessity and anything that says it shouldn't exist is anti-Semitic, which I don't know if I agree with, but I am, I have come around to the fact that maybe we should, you know, we should have a safe place for Jews, but with all the fucking neo-Nazis running around the Western world.
3: I would, I mean, I think there's definitely a conversation to be had about um, what people mean when they say things like that, like, because the statement Israel shouldn't exist could be implying Israel shouldn't exist in its current form as a legally yeah. codified ethno-state, right? If mm-hmm. if, if that's a, if a foundational part of the document and everything, then that that's it's not great. Maybe that can be changed, and you can have a different type of Israel that's that's, that's not based on this exclusionary sort of form. But I mean, there's another discussion to be had, and maybe I, I, I'm not sure how much you'll agree with me here, but I consider myself a Bundist,
1: mm-hmm.
3: if if you know what that is. So. I would I know. Know. no idea what
1: that is, so you might want to explain for the listeners as well. <laughs> okay, so
3: the 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 Jewish uh, Labor Bund was a, a loose socialist organization of diaspora Jews um, prior to World War One, World War Two, and it kind of stands in ideological contrast to Zionism as a movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can trace a bit of a left right divide if you want. I mean, there's there were leftists involved with the early Zionist movement sure but there is actually a, a very stark and very big sort of tension between your kind of leftist socialist diaspora bund Jewish movements and your tend to be more conservative more right wing Zionist movements and as a bundist i would probably disagree with the idea that israel is a necessity even as a concept right as a as a state state uh, state for jews i would be heavily more in favor of focusing on improving diaspora well-being and i don't think the the relationship that the diaspora has with an israeli state is necessarily beneficial because of things like siege mentality and because once you have it in a in a, in a geopolitical context with things like you know soft foreign power and stuff there are reasons for a negative diaspora experience to exist because they benefit a zionist geopolitical uh foreign policy interest or even yeah we we're talking a d- about a today, domestic policy interest we, yeah that
2: essentially israel whether through incompetence competence or maliciousness um, or some sort of combination of the three and some uh sort of important israelis have said this in the past are essentially using the ISIS recruiting tactic, which
0: is (laughs) make life worse,
2: make life worse or less hospitable for Jews overseas. And they're more likely to support Israel.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it's deliberate, but it is true that if diaspora Jews feel less safe and less comfortable, they are more likely to support Israel. I think that's. Well, I mean,
4: you think about that, what happened in 2015 in France. I think that was illustrated pretty well, where yeah. there was the the massacre, the the shooting at the Bataclan, and the shootings in in the in Les Halles. But then there also were, uh there was the, the shooting in the hyper kosher the the kosher supermarket, mm-hmm. and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and like a retinue of people from the state of Israel came over uh, for the funerals of those. I think it was four people who were murdered in the, that grocery store, and Benjamin Netanyahu basically gave a speech saying yeah, that was awful. yeah Europe isn't safe for you come to Israel it's your spiritual home Jesus. and I mean the the, the a, a, a large number of people in the audience in response to this began singing La Marseillaise which is the French national oh, anthem. oh that's lovely uh-huh. and it's just like one of those things where I mean it's it's frustrating to me because you know, I, I remember having this discussion. There was a guy that I worked with. He was, a, a, like, a subcontractor to the State Department uh, doing, like, development aid work in Afghanistan. He was a Jewish guy. He he'd worked lived and worked in Afghanistan and Pakistan for, like, 25 years. Uh, he was a Jewish guy from Maryland. And um, we were great friends. He's a really nice guy. And we were having a discussion. And I I had, you know, 23 years old, 24 years old, had recently read uh, a bunch of Robert Fisk stuff about the Israel-Palestine conflict and the conflict in Lebanon. And I just basically said, you know, I had, I had some very strong opinions about the way in which, you know, the people look at, people in the West look at Israel without any real scrutiny because they see it as this bulwark against the things they dislike in the Middle East. And, you know, and then he and I were having this conversation. I was just like, I just don't, I, I guess I just don't buy into the argument. And then literally we went to go get dinner at the dining facility and there was a unit from uh, the Georgia National Guard that were there. Uh, and it was past regular dinner hours, so like we were just getting whatever like leftovers to like, make sandwiches. These guys were in there, and they were playing poker. And we were in there getting food, making sandwiches. And one guy's like, man, you keep fucking chewing me out of this. <laughs> and I was just like... Fucking <laughs> hell. And, and, and the, Jonathan, this guy, and I was, I, we just looked at each other, and he's like, look, Nate, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but when I hear stuff like that, that's why, to me, I always think I'm glad the state of Israel exists. And like that's not to necessarily defend <laughs> anything. It's just to say psychologically emotionally I, I 100% get it yeah I wouldn't that, want to live in Israel exactly I, wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't want think. to I wouldn't want to make Ali as expressionist and move to Israel I certainly wouldn't want to serve in the IDF I'm not I, don't get me wrong Ben like I'm also I was a volunteer in the US Army so like I would don't even have the excuse of being fucking conscripted oh but, no
2: I, I was I was a fucking shithead Just go go all in on yeah it. yeah <laughs> you know, so was
4: I this thing so was I but I look at that stuff and I think I mean I get it and, and you know a friend of mine Uh, in New York, his dad uh, was in the IDF and then he was in a Kahanist militia in the West Bank for a while. So he was hardcore right wing. And he's like softened over time and he literally does annually, he does this like peace ride with Israeli Arabs and Palestinians where like they cycle from Haifa to Dimona. And he's really changed his tune about like sort of, you know, I'm coming to see people, they're human and they want, their country too and it's a very weird change to see in a person but my friend he and i were talking about this and he's like you know growing up i was hardcore right-wing zionist you know pro settler and he's like now i look at it more that if someone says they you know their are their their opposition to, to to israel is because of the occupation He's like i'm 100 percent on board if you're talking about gaza and you're talking about the west bank if you're talking about jerusalem i also get it too because of what's being done there but he's like i have a lot less comfort with people who look at me who will say you know i'm opposed to the occupation and they mean tel aviv yeah, by which they I mean, mean the state, the state of Israel, the pre 1967 borders.
2: I mean, I I went through essentially the same journey, except I grew up in Israel. <laughs> and I know it's yeah. in the IDF. You know, I was like, I went, I grew up and thought, I sort of, I guess, took it for granted. And went, no, for what? For, this is ridiculous. You know, nobody in the doesn't even really exist anymore. Which you know is a nice thing to think if you grew up in middle class Tel Aviv or whatever. Um, and then when, finished, it, when I was in the IDF, I went, oh, oh, this is this is really awful. What, what, what the fuck is this? This is awful on every single level. And swung, like, to, mm. pretty hard to the left. And then moved away and went, oh, oh, maybe, maybe antisemitism, anti-Semitism does still exist. This is pretty bad. I can see why people want to have that safety. But, mm-hmm. and this is the crucial bit... And I guess this is what your friend is saying as well, um, is that shouldn't come and you shouldn't have to say. And it, especially, it really pisses me off when like foreign Jews say this because what they're essentially saying is, I'm happy to have that sort of insurance policy, that security in the state of Israel for if something, you know, happens again and anti-Semitism really breaks out again which it has but you know not to any sort of i was gonna say not to any sort of physical threat but if jesus christ the a couple of years
4: yeah um, On so
2: extent, i yeah. It's, it's not been holocausted again but what they're saying is i'm happy to have that insurance and i will and i'm happy to pay for it with palestinian you know quality of life and blood Mm -hmm. in many cases
3: i mean that's one thing but what also does my tits in is the sort of implication that well okay as long as that's there as long as the the potential safe space is there it 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 lightens the need to create better community conditions in the diaspora
2: yeah i mean
3: like like it's it's the the so many of diaspora Jews are now committed to this kind of right-wing pro Israel sort of narrative that it makes it much harder for an actual positive diaspora community project to really take hold. And when people like Judas, for example, do try to offer an, an alternative, they get shot on in the press as being not real Jews. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to move to Israel because I don't, I don't want to be told I can't marry my shiksa a partner.
4: Um, I, I don't want to move to Israel because I don't <laughs> want my wife. I don't want my wife to have to convert uh, in order for our marriage to be recognized. And honestly, yeah. like, a lot of people that I know that are Americans who moved to Israel wind up kind of not having a great time because, I mean, Israel's a foreign country. Like, regardless of whether you, you share the faith with people there, like, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're going to have a lot in common with people who grew up in a completely different society. And is also
2: really bad for a lot of things like racism, economic equality. Like, it really is a shithole. It just looks good because it's right next to, you know, fucking... Yeah. Iraq and Syria, yeah. (laughs) If you're
3: not if you're not orthodox, I think you run into a whole gamut of problems with bureaucracy, administrative leaves, a lot of the institutions, I believe, Ben, correct me if I'm spouting shite here, but a lot of the institutions I believe sort of weigh kind of to the right or to the more traditional conservative forms of yeah. I mean, Or it's, it's... when you,
4: you think about things like being anti-occupation or even just pro-Palestinian human rights in Israel, I mean, as I understand it, groups like B'Tselem have basically been declared almost terrorist organizations. They've certainly been persecuted by the, by the Likud government. Definitely so, traitors. Yeah, and so it's, it's just such a, it's such a challenging thing because, I mean, I, I, well, the irony wasn't lost on me that like from, at least as I understand it, that there's a significant community of left-wing Israelis who live in Berlin. Because the quality of life is better in Berlin for a left-wing Israeli than for somebody in Israel, Uh, which is crazy to me. But also it's, you know, when you think about the reality on the ground, it just doesn't match up with what you would describe as a kind of like wistful imagined community. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I really agree with you, uh, Elijah, about this, that the the idea that... um, that the preservation of that dream as a plan B for diaspora Jews can't come at the expense of people who were born and raised there, but who have been disenfranchised by the state. Mm-hmm. And that's not complicated to me. Like, it's not it's not hard to have that discussion. But also, I think it bears mention that, like, from what I can sound, what it sounds like, n- none of us is particularly religious. No. And I do think <laughs> that you get in the challenge where, like, you you will confront people having this discussion. You know, guys who are the non Jews in the chat who are full on like. God gave us that country it belongs to us and fuck anyone who says otherwise and that's obviously like a challenging argument to have certainly challenging when that comes up vice you know British leftists who may not necessarily even know the shit they're saying when they try to engage
2: yeah (laughs) I will I want to wrap up Israel chat because yeah we can we can move on to yeah yeah it's 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 a big topic (laughs) yeah I, I would like to wrap it up though by saying one thing and that's there is a left-wing anti-semitic thing that happens with regards to israel and i think it's worth pointing out and i've experienced it a couple times and i know there are other left-wingers who have as well which is if you are jewish or israeli and move in left-wing circles then someone at some point out of the fucking blue Will yeah. ask you to condemn Israel. What your views on Israel? <laughs> are. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's still conflating Judaism with Israel. Mm. It's anti-Semitic. Yeah. I They're was asked. Do it.
3: I, I was asked that when I showed up to the Palestinian Solidarity meeting for the first time. I'm like, mate, I'm here.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, that's the the the, the two times that I've been. I've been asked out of the blue, my opinion on Israel have been um, speaking with, with, with left-wing people and then also when encountering extremely, I don't know if you if you guys uh, are familiar with, um, there's a guy in the United States, uh, Shmuley Botiach, who's a very, like, in public celebrity circles, but also extremely right-wing Jewish guy. He's a, he's a rabbi. And... Um, uh, like if you know like newswire and some of these like pop up right wing news networks mm-hmm. he's done a lot of stuff with them but also like people like Cory Booker have done photo ops with him and th- with him and things like that and yeah that stuff's come up and it, it it makes you feel put on the spot because like it basically it reduces you to either a good one or a bad one Yeah. and that's that shit drives me crazy
1: well it's just it's another yeah. it's another example of um you know good good you bad you which yeah. like um you know even even um even, um, you know, people who aren't Jewish uh, like to consider themselves like honorary Jews. And <laughs> as the, as, uh, as a, a certain Dan Hodges springs to mind. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Good Jew, <laughs> um, bad Jew,
3: real Jew, honorary
1: Jew. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you mu- you must be at least this Jewish to comment. Um, it's
2: you, it's uh, actually, I, it's like that you must be this tall to ride, but it's a smaller yeah, scale. And the smaller it is, the, the more <laughs> Jewish you are.
1: And the, the the these are the same people who like to say, imagine if this happens to black people. And it's like... Oh, you mean you, like do you, it does? Uh, yeah, like, um, you know, whatever it is um, they're accusing um, the Labour Party of doing. Imagine if this was direct... This is uh, affecting black people as though we've completely <clears throat> resolved anti-black racism in this country or, or or anywhere, you know? And it's... You know, um, we're going to come on to this, I think, a bit later. But, like, it just all feeds into this hierarchy of racism that um just perpetually being peddled in well uh, pretty much every newspaper really
3: yeah i mean i I think I'm, i'm probably not alone in feeling as a jewish person that i'm less at risk than other minorities i think that's fairly uncontroversial um in the immediacy but as an overall point I mean, one thing that, that that I find doesn't get mentioned enough, and it frustrates me a little bit because I think it's a very clear issue, is a lot of the uh, Islamophobic talking points, um, do come from an old antisemitic conspiracy, the 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 cultural Marxism, Juden Bolshevismus uh-huh. thing, right? The the Jews yeah. are secretly manipulating a great replacement thing, and uh, like it's, it's 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 intersectional shit. There you go. <laughs> it's all <laughs> it's. It does tie it together and it's not and what really frustrates me is 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 you end up with this divide and it's probably a very deliberate one where one minority group is now being uh kind of uh herded towards the right which has definitely not their best interests at heart because we absolutely suffer from general racism you know as an overall thing um but islamophobia does come from in some places from an anti-semitic place as well
2: i mean for for a given definition of semitism you know because (laughs) semitic is actually just referring to uh the, the languages of hebrew arabic and what was the other thing like Arabic Aramaic, or something yeah. yeah there you go yeah but that's kind of like
3: that's kind of like oh the swastika is a, is it a, is a tibetan good luck symbol i mean it's, yeah it's, exactly <laughs> yeah i mean I, I
4: think about it too though i mean just in my own personal experience with some of the people who have really jumped onto the bandwagon of the sort of Nasher Jew, you know never corbin stuff you don't really need to dig very deep to find these people saying deeply racist misogynist islamophobic um, just generally hostile and hateful things. I mean, literally, there was a guy that I've seen. Um, someone pointed out that he had tweeted approvingly, like a, a, a cartoon that basically was like oh it was God, full. I it was full that. on. It was full on Groyper shit. I mean, and it was <laughs> ra- it was both racist towards Muslims and racist towards Black people. And it's just like, mm-hmm. but now you've rebranded yourself as an anti-racist campaigner in some capacity because I
1: think I think that same same uh, uh, comic that you were talking about was also somehow tra- vaguely transphobic as well.
4: <laughs> yeah, it must. I mean, and that's that's just the thing. It, it, to me is that I, I, you you guys have probably seen the David Graeber video that he put together that's mm-hmm. been shared quite yep. a bit, but I, I oh, absolutely yeah, agree yeah. with his point that, you know, there is a lot of stuff that needs to be some people need to be kicked out of of the labor party because they they absolutely know what they're doing and they're 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 intentionally conflating israel and judaism but there are a lot of people that that may not realize it and there needs to be a lot of anti-racist education done but mm-hmm. the idea that people who you know make it very open that they want to do pogroms against muslims the idea that those people are on your side somehow yeah and, particularly in the when you see the weird like blunt instrument philo-semitism that they share that gets really creepy to me like that article last week or whatever where the guy the 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 guy literally is like it's going to be your fault when they're doing you know israel is flying out jewish refugees from Heathrow airport you know and it's some it's some some fucking catholic guy from australia being like i'm yisrael shy and it's just like (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about man
2: i don't even understand that bit because like even even if we're assuming good faith on their part right like i wouldn't I, I wouldn't want the prime minister to be a racist um which i guess you know sucks to be me but like even even <laughs> even if even if the um, the prime minister was like just really hated black people right like consciously and just just went whole hog on it i don't think that the day after his election he'd like put up concentration camps like it's definitely a bad thing to have race as prime minister but do these people think that corbyn's just going to get into number 10 and go right concentration camps get on yeah, that
3: right now well, yeah
0: i mean yeah, i mean
3: he's not going to was... put up loggers for black people but he does want to legislate away the traveler way of life for example and just like a you know <laughs> one, one swift uh, actual piece of legislation that would make it impossible to be of a certain culture and a certain demographic and and I guess a certain ethnicity as well because there's still um yeah, yeah, there's lines just, there.
2: yeah yeah that's true
1: the but also i mean ex- expropriation of uh, an entire people's like uh you know their homes you know just that that is I, I, I mean that is Nazi shit. You know, like, there's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm.
4: I'd also, I'd also point out that just from the perspective of dealing with, you know, weird American racists, is that a lot of the people that are really into what you might call the kind of like David Duke, uh, Ku Klux Klan view of things that are, ex- you know, extremely far right, extremely racist, like white nationalist kind of people in America, they absolutely believe that th- that Jewish people are fomenting the Great Replacement. Like mm-hmm. they're one and the same. You, you can't engage with those people in any capacity and not hear them say, they're obviously saying anti-black racism, but but then also having them without them also saying anti-Semitism in the sense that, so the idea that just because those people like Richard Spencer express admiration for the state of Israel, because they're like, see, we we want to have an ethnocracy just like them. Like that doesn't mean they're your friend. And that's the thing that weirds me out. I think about this idea that, you know, that, that the natural home of Jewish people is on the right somehow because they go out of their way. I mean, just one has only to look at headlines out of a place like Hungary to see that. They're absolutely not. They, mm-hmm. they, they're, not they're, they're not anyone's friend besides, I don't know, white people with money.
1: The, I mean, I'd, they, I'd, these are the exact same people who would say, you know, that Ilan Omar is anti-Semitic, and if Bernie Sanders himself wasn't Jewish, and I'm fucking sure they will try if he does oh, yeah. get the nomination, calling I mean, him yeah, they, they anti-Semitic. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, well, yeah. yeah, I'm not. Su- I'm not
2: surprised. <laughs> I <It's, laughs> point out as well that the, the the Nazis originally just wanted to conveniently put all the Jews together in one place.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
2: it went downhill pretty fast.
3: I mean. The, the Daily Stormer has uh, uh, or had a banner with uh, <laughs> yes, Yarn yes. y- and Yahoo tweeting like literal neo-Nazi cartoons. It's it's, it's fucking weird, uh, but it's not really weird when you wild. realize that the whole point of it, when you like trace it back a little bit, is that it it's not necessarily, oh, there, there's so many facets of racism from all parts of society. At its origin, it is literally a right-wing thing. Now, I try to harp, I like to harp on about, you know, like when people are, <clears throat> if you bring up the Martin Niemöller poem, for example, that's not just a poetic choice of words. First, they came for the trade unionists. First, they came for the socialists. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. origin of, you know, the Nazis and fascists was as strike breakers. It was as pay as as, as as hired muscle for anti-left wing, for anti-strike, for anti-worker rights movements, for for, for, for capitalists and, and for corporatists. And the the Holocaust being kind of an end result, a sort of logical endpoint of scapegoating a minority to shield from the the problems caused by capitalism is something that we're still seeing today. More about you know Eastern Europeans and Poles and Muslims and refugees, but the idea that somehow it won't circle back round to Jews, to me, is mind-blowing. And again, it goes into that we need much more uh, anti-racist education. But yeah, I it's. Oof, it, I mean, just I mean,
1: just on the point of um, you know, uh, it's not <laughs> capitalism. Sort of having what one of the log, its logical endpoints being you know concentration camps. You just have to look at what was built next to next to those camps. I mean, they were called you know forced labor. Uh, you know, Arbeit Max Fry Literally, work will set you free. They worked them in the camps to death in, um, you know, chemical plants and all sorts. So it's, you know, you're hundred percent right, basically.
3: And it also does my tits in to have people go, well, the, 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 the far left also has an extreme that ends up in concentration camps. And you've got these people who were claiming to be pro Jewish advocates who've never fucking read Primo Levi. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's it's one of the big, big things that he's mad about this, Equivocation of gulags with loggers—that that that they they had the same function, that they come from the same ideology, and that they had the same end result—they absolutely did not and do not. Um, That's not to excuse the gulag system, but if you're going to delve into a history of anti-Semitism and the sufferings of the Jewish people, you should probably know what some of the big fucking figures on this yeah. are and,
4: and it doesn't do us any any favors to flatten those things and make them equivalent no in the in the in the interest of dismissing wholesale the idea that leftist politics you know post-capitalism has any place in modern society like because if, if you're if you your goal here is to say uh anybody who wants a future beyond capitalism wants gulags then I mean that's it's such a specious argument, of and yet that gets bandied around so much because it's just meant to stop people. It's meant to make fee- people feel guilty for having any kind of politics beyond liberalism. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's amazing. It's like yes, let's take Russia, this famously very normal country, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which uh, did this extremely fucked up thing while sort of calling themselves socialistish i guess <laughs> but uh then you sort of get into the ah oh, well socialism's never really been tried etc but uh yeah, yeah you know uh, it's it's, fun- <laughs> it's
4: funny I, I did a show um for a think tank a while ago i produced a show and um uh, they had Ash Sarkar from Navarre Media on, and she actually had a a point that I thought was really good that I hadn't heard used before. When people she she was asked, you know, calling yourself a communist, do you feel like you're constantly on the defensive because of the history of communism and you know the way that people talk about you know the death toll of communism? And her point her point was nobody who wants to see communism if they're if they're you know being Honest and objective with the, the you know the the history of the 20th century wants to see that grotesque concentration of power again. No. And and the idea is that when you get to the point where the state has that much power that you can you can wholesale put people in in, in gulags, then you're past the point of any kind of like worker control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yeah, just become yeah, autocracy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so and, and so to me, I feel like there's there's so much you know, room to discuss without having to shut it down and say, okay, well, you guys are just... You you all want to do Stalin, basically. Mm. It's like, no, it's, I, I, we yeah. don't actually, believe it or I'm not. I'm sorry,
1: Nate, but this is actually a Stalinist podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've duped you, and only at the 11th hour have we revealed our true intentions. What's, <laughs> Stay what's tuned for our, next, yeah. for our
2: guest for our next episode, <laughs> Force Lord. What
3: I find quite... Something funny that occurred to me is one of the um, articles that that I that I read years and years ago, and it's kind of stayed in my mind on this topic um, about like the difference between um, lionizing communism and possibly Sovietism on the left, and the you know how it's a bit more acceptable than people lionizing Nazism. I would say a little bit. Um, Yeah, actually, comes from a Christopher Hitchens piece. Which is possibly surprising, I think this was before he went a little bit war hockey, um but he basically argues that where where socialism succeeded, it gave us increased literacy rates it 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 created a, a powerhouse of industry, it beat the nazis it, it it increased the the life quality of of millions of people, and where it failed, it did so um it failed despite good intentions and not because it succeeded at at achieving something inherently bad you know um
2: i'm gonna pull a and say yeah <laughs> why will be off topic here
3: sorry yeah no you're right i mean we're 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 doing well i think we've addressed most of the points we we wanted to do so we can kind of wrap this segment up with um the fact that what it all comes down to is that the left does take racism in general much more seriously which is why the whole um uh carl rove tactic of projecting onto your opponents what you do yourself is 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 quite effective and we are always on the back foot and um, it helps
2: that the entire fucking media is happy to say look at the statue of the first female mp ever yeah. wow
3: yeah. No, no, no further comment constance markiewicz fuck
1: <laughs> look, I, I will not be taking i will not be taking any questions
3: <laughs> so, yeah nancy astor was not the first elected female mp it was an irish no. lady she, she never took her seat because she was in Sinn fein but yeah. a much cooler person
1: yeah, have you seen, have you guys seen that picture of her? It's just her, like re- casually reloading a gun, wearing like a <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like a dress and like a feather hat. It's incredible. It's <laughs> um, before we actually wrap up the
2: the topic as a whole. Uh, there is something that I think that everybody wanted to touch on, and I don't think we did, which is Rachel Riley. Yep.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah.
2: Specifically, yeah. and I was saying this to Elijah the other day. I think that i have some sympathy for her because i feel like she went through a very similar process to me where she was like oh i I, you know i'm fairly assimilated i don't consider myself jewish in any way i don't practice or whatever and then this whole sort of anti-semitism thing happened like exploded over the last couple of years and i'm very online so the first thing that i saw was people shooting up synagogues and fucking Americans chanting people out place and all that shit and went, oh, oh, maybe I should, you know, reconsider because it doesn't matter if I consider myself Jew- Jewish because the Nazis sure they will, will, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, her first uh, experience with it was sort of the anti-Semitism in the Labour Party and she took it really seriously and just went off in a fucking deep end because she never applied any critical thinking to it. All right, so do and you then- think,
3: do you think when she tweets that she's proud and happy to be Aryan that she's trying to maybe... Maybe I'll
2: be I safe. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like she was just either really stupid or really ignorant and, like, misinformed beforehand. Uh, I, I might be wrong. I don't know. But that's, uh, that's sort of the impression I got from her. But uh, she, de- she definitely just mean, doesn't understand it when she says things like, I don't look like a typical Jew, because that is the most anti-Semitic thing I can imagine anyone saying.
4: I was going to say, I mean, Rachel, Rachel Riley, like, all she has to do is go look at those really freaky gun girl uh, blog things that they do where there's a very weird strain oh, of this wow, on, on yeah. instagram a jewish currents just did a story about this about like what you might describe as like idf gun girl culture yeah that's in a lot of ways aimed at americans Oh just the and whole pinup like,
3: girls of the idf yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's
4: like don't don't worry don't worry rachel there, there, there's plenty of them that look like you too like and so the fact is nazis don't care like mm-hmm. they don't care if you don't look it or not like it's yeah it's 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 insane yeah,
1: and uh, you just just uh, crystallised Rachel Riley's sort of just you know um, I don't know I can only describe it as like a divorce from reality where she had that picture of Jeremy Corbyn wearing the um, uh, like the sandwich board with um, you know. The, um... join the speaker to protest apartheid. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and then um the, the labor part what was it the labor party was a racist is a racist no, endeavor Jer-
4: <laughs> jeremy corbyn is a racist endeavor, endeavor. That, yeah <laughs> even
1: worse and it's just oh, wow i mean I, I mean you just there's a laundry list of things that jeremy corbyn has himself personally before he had any sort of Prominence within the, the Labour Party. Was,
3: he was literally marching on the ground with Jewish communities against fascists in the seventies, and it's
1: uh, yeah. Ugh. I mean, I mean, one of one of the examples that I think of is that he, um you know, uh, I can't remember if he tabled or if he, he was a co-sign- uh, co-signer of um, an early day motion in twenty ten um, uh, that was the intention was to allow Yemeni Jews to mm-hmm. enter the UK, mm-hmm. and you know, again. Backbench MP, nothing. Yep. Um, th- there is no reason why he would performatively do this. Absolutely
3: not. It's at the risk of being cliche. It's an absolute shanda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you haven't snuck more Yiddish into this episode. To I've been behaving. To I've behavior. been trying
3: to behave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm ready to plot.
3: Don't worry.
4: Oh my fucking god! I have to comment on this where there was that 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 poor woman who was in the Question Time audience in Brighton who said, you know, I'm Jewish, my whole family's Jewish, and none of us think Jeremy Corbyn is a threat, and... You know the mm-hmm. the 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 headbangers found her online presence, and there was that one oh, woman boy. who said you, uh, she she doesn't tweet about 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 bagels or Shul or Klezmer, or, and I was just like, and I was just like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, why why do you presume that someone who was born and raised in the United Kingdom, despite you know e- all, e- even if his family practices, is going to be tweeting tweeting extremely Yiddishly all the time? Like, I can't they, believe
1: I can't believe this woman didn't have a fucking Star of David in her profile picture. Oh, so is he? to tell. Why did, I mean, just make it easy for everyone to tell, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, clearly they've been following Elijah's Twitter, which is why they think all Jews tweet like that. I mean, I just remember, I just
4: remember somebody somebody responded where they had done Twitter searches on Bernie Sanders, and was like, he hasn't met, he hasn't mentioned gefilte fish or strimals or fucking or mezuzahs or anything. Like, no. how do we know he's Jewish? How do we know he's Jewish? I mean, be I've fair. been
3: I've been very deliberate in 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 adding what my favorite bagel is to my Twitter bio. Um, and it is. If you're interested, it's pastrami, mustard, gherkins, and a free Palestine. That's my favorite bagel. Um,
2: to be fair, isn't isn't Bernie American? Like from New York? Y-
4: yeah, I mean, if yeah. He's, he
2: was... But if you're from New York and you've not tweeted about bagels, that's suspicious. I mean, he's lived in
4: Vermont for so long that when he went he, on in the 2016, 2015, 2016 primary, he someone asked him because Hillary Clinton had like not been able to swipe the metro card correctly uh to get into the subway even though like she's lived in new york city and someone's like well bernie like how do you get on the do you know how to get on the subway because they're just kind of joking about Hitler. he's like oh yeah you know you take the token and you drop it in the slot it's like they haven't had they haven't had tokens since 1990 like, Are you sure? i mean clearly clearly
3: that's a fake new yorker because what you actually do is you jump the turnstile. Uh, is that
1: uh, is that a good time to move on to um yeah. Of, Let me just say, for
2: any further reading that you, the audience, might be interested in about anything to do with whatever we've just talked about, go read what Noam Chomsky has to say about it because he's probably right.
1: Him
3: <laughs> and Norman Finkelstein uh,
2: would yes, be, not yeah. Danny.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Norman Finkelstein. Like, um, he's he's
4: probably one of the
2: or Finkelstein if you're an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah I'll, I'll let you guys move on but um there's a whole there's a whole um a whole side conversation to be had about reading and engaging with their work versus just like dropping in a really like 18th generation jpeg copy of like danny norman finkelstein supports my views which i see on fucking twitter a lot I'm just, like, he, uh, made, he made mark
3: zuckerberg's sister cry
2: <laughs> Always a positive. That was right, great. Shall we do right. comment or commentary? Yes,
0: please. please. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I feel that like I've been really fucking quiet this episode. Um, I, <laughs> it's been it's been really interesting. I've known fucking nothing about anything that you've said. Um, so it's been really good. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll lower the tone now by taking us into comment or commentary. So, comment or commentary is uh, the game we play every week. Is it some lovely member of the public who has left a racist screed or was someone paid to write the racist screed. Um, So we'll start off with her first one, shall we? Um, Right, Labour was formed by the working class to help the English working class. Nowadays, it seeks to throw us to the EU dogs and encourage more mass migration to take our jobs, country and culture. Corbyn and his clown McDonald seek to remain and open the floodgates to a mass alien invasion, unskilled trash from all over the world. Comment or commentary.
1: I think that's comment. I'm going with comment. It seemed to. De- I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to put like set the bar like unreasonably high for like uh, <laughs> d- journalistic publications, but I feel like that somehow managed to limbo under it. <laughs>
2: I, I mean, that's 100% Nigel Farah. I just, just didn't post that as a comment or wasn't paid to write it.
1: I
3: I think I remember seeing that somewhere. Uh, I, I think... was going to
4: say, that, that, that that's that's either an op-ed by Paul Embry or someone in Paul Embry's mentions. I,
1: <laughs> that's the question though, Nate. Which is it?
3: <laughs> I think that is a commentariat by Rod Little. Ooh,
0: okay. That was a comment. Oh, oh, yes. It was a comment in the sun, but it's amazing that two of you thought that you'd read it in an actual article. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was going to say I, I, d-
4: I would have guessed that was Scruton if it was anyone publishing. Otherwise, yeah, it sounds it sounds more like <laughs> online commenter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's go for the next one. So, presumably, the same hard evidence Corbyn claimed he had about selling the NHS to the US which turned out to just be a preamble discussion document for future trade, in which the NHS was mentioned four times. It's funny how these documents (sighs) suddenly get into Corbyn's hands and nobody else's. It was was
3: sitting on Reddit for a fucking month!
1: It was online, it was was available, he fucking tweeted everyone! Also, also, it was in the telegraphs, (sighs) literally in the telegraphs' hands for, like, uh, however long. Fucking... Oh, uh, 100%, Nate, th- this, 100%
2: Nate- commentariat, 100%. yeah.
1: One hundred percent commentary. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna go with comment go commentary. I think, but Nate, that's swear to go. This this section breaks me every fucking time. <laughs> I believe it. No,
4: I absolutely believe it. Uh,
3: yeah, commentary. Is that Malcolm Gladwell or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's, that's that's too coherent for Malcolm Gladwell. I think <laughs> this doesn't mention enough profound truths. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, commentariat from me.
4: I'll go with commentary as well.
0: Oh, right, all fouries. Okay, Okay. that was again a comment. Fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) That was a comment from the BBC News website.
2: Uh, Fucking BBC (laughs) News website. They're just literate (laughs) enough, just literate enough that you think it's commentary. Yeah,
1: uh, the BBC comment section is like the stalking horse of, like, right-wing batshittery. I mean, it's always like, oh, this this is some, like, crazy right-wing publication. (laughs) No, it's just a comment on the BBC. (laughs) Indecipherable, honestly.
0: If there's one thing most of us can agree on about this short yet interminable election campaign, it's that the best performer by a mile has been Nigel Farage such energy, <laughs> such valve such a brilliant cut to the chase and tell it like it is, speaker comment or commentary
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this 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 isn't real, no no human brain has gone yep, this is this is the effective uh, political manoeuvrings of a genius uh, <laughs> I just oh no, oh fucking oh, that's gotta be, that's so stupid that has to be commentary
2: I am also going to say commentariat just because.
4: I want to be disappointed and proven wrong when it's actually a comment, so I'll go with commentariat.
2: Yeah,
3: same. <laughs> I'm not going to change my answer. Fucking roulette here. Okay.
0: <laughs> that was commentariat. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that was that was James Dellingpole writing in uh. conservative women.
4: <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, that's
1: just oh, there are no words for how broken that man's brain has to be to look at what not... Like, he just completely fucked the entire point of the Brexit party. Like, they're polling on, what, like, 3% or whatever? In, like, 100-something seats? Like, literally... uh, Completely subsumed by the Conservative Party as a whole, so...
2: I mean, I I definitely but, didn't want to end today knowing that James Dunlap has a hard on for Nigel Farage, but now that's a thing we all know. So <laughs> That's better than dogs. I was
4: gonna say he's 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 upgraded from Twitter searching for <laughs> pictures of dogs having sex. <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, maybe
1: maybe maybe you spend more time doing that than writing these dog shit articles. Have <laughs> you pardon the pun?
0: Almost as seconding. Is how Labour moderates collude with it. From experience of working with this Marxist mediocrity, these candidates know that he would be a disaster in government. Yet they are all campaigning hard for him. It is the height of political hypocrisy. Comment or commentary? <laughs> That's commentary because def- it sounded like 100%. it
1: started
0: somewhere else. Uh,
1: so I'm going to say commentary because that is. The exact kind of take that I'd expect from something like the Guardian, like, oh, what are they doing with all this politics in my politics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that that sounds dangerously like. I don't know if the Guardian will will publish like, it's not. I would I would say it's commentary at not a Guardian writer, but some sort of Comment we know guest columnist that they have on the Guardian.
1: Yeah, that that's what it I, sounds like
4: i'm gonna guess it's something from like that shitty new statesman like we don't endorse anybody up or-
1: oh no yeah oh, fuck powerful center-left the- liberalism <laughs> <laughs> oh god
0: right it was commentaria but you've not got the place right it was the daily express
2: <laughs> oh wow
0: i'm, I'm <laughs> leo
2: in the daily express yeah, yeah surprisingly, surprisingly mild
0: moderate. yeah
1: yeah it's <laughs> a positively reasoned from the, from the daily express today <laughs> <laughs> not even a hint of racism
0: Right Um, Ocasio-Cortez's high-pitched nasal screeching Driven by a seemingly permanent state of high-octane angst Grates through my soul like a million fingernails scraping on chalkboard This firebrand socialist should be thankful Not just for the $3,000 dresses that magazines now put her in for numerous covers, not to mention her $600 haircuts, but also for the fact nobody has yet arrested her for causing a perpetual breach of the peace. Comment or commentary
1: i is- <laughs> i was gonna
3: say comment but it didn't say how horny he was for her so
4: no that was
1: that was that was all subtext from that yeah. that, that guy is so fucking hard for uh aoc that you can he's that might like my headphones are like getting hot just from hearing that uh comment
4: comment
2: <sighs> i like how you've uh, tailored comment or commentary to our american guest that was very nice of you david <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I, I will I will also say
0: comment. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna break from the pack and say commentariat.
0: Uh, well, you'd be right. It was commentariat. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh. Peel's Morgan in the Daily Mail. Oh, B- yeah. oh my god, god, that
1: makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, fuck. Of course, of, of course, course he's is. the he's he's the platonic ideal of the gammon, and of course he's horny for the young. Um, attractive socialist, like was
3: he? Was he involved in 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 sharing that that picture in the bathtub that people were saying was AOC's
2: feet? Oh, I, I I I'm just blown away by all the words that came out of your mouth just now. <laughs> Am
3: I the only one that follows U.S. politics here? Fuck's sakes! It was a thing. Uh, there was a picture no, going I around. Heard, of, I heard about uh, this yeah, too. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it was just feet in a bathtub, and people were saying this is a leak. From, from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, until the...
1: Oh, yeah, I heard, yeah, there's some, some like, uh, absolute madman for feet, like, foot fetishes. Yes. I was like, no, the, this is... The foot <laughs> <people."> <laughs> The foot detective. The people yeah, yeah, literally, literally, literally,
3: literally, a website for, for foot fetishists decided no, it's not hers.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, isn't I think, I think, um, Hussein, one of uh, Nate, Nate's fellow co-hays of trash feature, he's on Wiki Feet or something. <laughs> I, God, I, I don't even
4: know, I don't even know, man. That that he's willing to ride that joke into the sunset, and I just can't even get like It's just too icky for me. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Peels <laughs> Morgan's definitely got form for like weird feet tweets like he's done it before to a few celebrities
3: yeah that's why I was thinking about yeah it's definitely
0: something he does (laughs) oh yeah right right, last one last one and then I shall free you from this prison
1: (laughs) (laughs) free free me at last
0: no you're not free you're never free
1: (laughs) back in back in the cage I go after the podcast ends.
0: (laughs) Corbyn is not giving away his own money it's our money he is the payday lender (laughs) from hell I feel sorry for the young people as they will be paying back more tax for their entire lifetime. Comment or commentary?
1: Google, show me what tax is. <laughs> that that that's gotta be that's gotta be commentary. Google, yeah, Google doesn't know what tax is. Come on. I, 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 I disagree. I,
4: I think I think that's comment. I, I, that just seems that, that strikes me as mm. uh, um, a um you know sad boomer parent. Maybe even in the Guardian comment section.
2: Yeah. I, I w- i'm with uh, nate that feels like common to me if only yeah. because if it was commentary they'd they'd try to be wittier than payday lender from hell
1: no well uh i i, I disagree i think that's the exact kind of um weak uh example that uh, a journalist would i mean, uh, I, did I, mean fucking... I did say try i did say try uh, I, I just i just i've uh, not that I have much faith in um journalists to begin with but just this section just continually shocks me at how fucking dire every every fucking publication is uh, bar a few like a handful a handful of journalists who actually write good stuff oh c- commentary at for fuck's sake come on <laughs> just <laughs> want it right. to be over <laughs> just i want it all to be over.
0: That was a comment oh,
2: uh, oh,
4: from
0: the BBC News again.
2: Oh,
4: <laughs> yeah. There it is. Once yep.
1: again, once again, I'm fooled by the BBC comment section.
2: David, we should start keeping score just like o- over the podcast and have a leaderboard.
4: <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should. Just we should. like I mean.
2: commentary at Fantasy Football League. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. We'll maybe have one set up for the live stream.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll kind of end it there, Nate. Um, need to say thanks again, man, for coming on. It's been, it's been a really good show. Um, I've really enjoyed it.
4: This has been great. I know this is a, like an incredibly good conversation, and I'm glad we, we got together for this. Like, I, uh, I'm, I'm very happy that we uh, are able to uh, not bash our heads against the wall with the state of horrible politics today, but actually have like something, I don't know, that, that, that seemed informed. So thank you all for doing such a good job.
2: Do you want yeah, to think you do w they do you want to plug your pod i have never heard of it but I, we're happy to help you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, no, 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 i've i never
4: heard of it <laughs> yeah no one's ever heard of it really it's really obscure um i was into it before anybody else yeah so i have i have two shows that i'm on um one is called trash future which is a, a leftist politics and bad technology tech pessimism podcast based in the uk and then also if you're interested in the leftist veteran angle i uh am i also run a show called what a hell of a way to die which is basically military and veterans news and culture from a left perspective uh, they're both available wherever you seek out podcasts
1: i just want to ask nate because um, i asked nate to come on the podcast uh, probably about what's five weeks ago did you think it would get this insane with regards to the um, anti-semitism stuff just just before we end
4: yeah i mean i figured that, <laughs> <laughs> i figured that yeah. I, I, I figured that given the way in which labor has been very slow to move on this and then given the fact that the um I probably get the acronym wrong but the EHRC or whatever is doing the investigation I did not expect the election to get done without them bringing it back up. Mm. I think the thing that's yeah. been really shocking to me and that really kind of like forced me into uh saying stuff because obviously like I wasn't particularly interested in and I don't really have any experience of what it's like growing up in a British Jewish community. Uh, was the fact that they uh, the 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 nazi statue and then also <laughs> what i would describe as like deranged gentiles who think they're jewish just being insanely yeah. aggressive mm-hmm. online yeah. that happened yeah. to me often enough that i was like someone's gotta fucking say something
2: yeah
1: yeah and thank you for coming on it's been it's been uh you know uh, very very instructive this whole this whole episode Bye um yeah and uh, on that note um you can find me on twitter at sa underscore balistari
3: you can find me at, at klezmer rouge I, I think that's a very funny twitter handle uh thanks for coming on nate as well i've enjoyed this and uh, i listen to trash future so unlike other people well, don't, don't is, suck you know. up to the guest don't suck up to the guest
4: i mean that's crazy no one's ever heard of this show I'm amazed yeah you're it's, it's, find it. It. it's really good though yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: all right cheers thank you right
0: uh thanks everyone um just before we go before we close up um i need to say as well live stream election night uh nate i'm going to totally cut in over you here because i know that you guys are doing one as well um we will have one on twitch at so twitch.tv slash you can join us from around nine o'clock um, we'll be there for the exit poll and we'll be there for either the misery or the joy that follows so it would be great to see <laughs> you there I have promised um, to drink for the duration of the count so that could be funny <laughs> if nothing else happens you know <laughs> um, yeah so uh, thanks everyone for being on tonight thanks for the good chat and we will see you again soon for the election roundup episode see you was, later
2: all right. awesome, all right, cheers. Thanks, cheers bye everyone bye. cheers Stein. Ihr alle werdet
3: geschlafen, in der Hingerleben ist erneut. Der Geist erkocht und rief zu Waffen, in Schlachten ist er gerät. Die Welt findet Waltaten in Leiden, sie sterben Wellen, in rindern. Für eine Freiheit gleich hat er